Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning, 830 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keen. Economic Indicators, brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. Well, there are no numbers today. We start the week uh, with a, a day off. We'll call it a travel day like they do in baseball. But then coming up, a lot of important numbers. Tomorrow, we get retail sales. PPI comes in on Wednesday, the same day as the Fed meeting. And then the day after the Fed meets, we get the CPI. We also get industrial production reports this week. We get the current account balance, jobless claims, Philadelphia Fed. Um, housing starts yeah. at the end of the week. So, Tom, it's going to be an extraordinarily busy week. And it may actually be good data. We need to point that out within all this. Well. Let's ask Silliness somebody about on that. Screen. Drew Mattis is a senior U.S. economist for UBS. Uh, Drew, uh, are you optimistic about what we will have in the bank at the end of the week as far as U.S. data? Uh, you know, I think it will be a mixed message. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, having having you list it means I probably should have taken this week off if I wanted to get, like, you know, truly the bank for my buck for my vacation days. Um but no, I mean it should be it should be a, a bit of a mixed message. I mean retail sales look okay; they don't look great. Uh, I don't think they're going to disappoint anyone who's you know somewhat pessimistic. They're going to be good uh, or better than they could be. Um, industrial production probably be a little on the weak side, um, and then of course we'll get uh, some surveys that look to manufacturing for next month like, or for the current month, like Empire State Manufacture and uh, Philly Fed. Um, and, you know, at least on the Philly Fed, you know, we are expecting that to move back up towards the zero level, um, whereas the Empire State should see an improvement but still remain below that break-even point. Uh, so it will tell us that, you know, all is not well in manufacturing, but relative to what it looked like last month, it's probably a little better. We need to interrupt. Sometimes we have breaking news, which uh, we're like, yeah, okay. Mike, this is a big this deal. Big, yeah. You take the honor, please. Well, Microsoft is going to buy LinkedIn. Uh, they are valuing the deal at $26.2 billion. Uh, Jeff Weiner will remain the CEO of LinkedIn, they say. It's uh, $196 a share, all cash deal. Right now, 190 up from 131 yeah, so um, watch this one. Microsoft just announcing it is going to buy LinkedIn. <clears throat> it's a... Uh, Forty-nine and a half percent premium, so they are paying up to get right. LinkedIn. And I would notice cash. I've got a quick estimate of a hundred billion dollars on the books at Microsoft, so twenty-six billion, and that does not assume an all-cash transaction. But as a quick glance, it's one quarter, maybe twenty-two percent. I'm guessing of visible cash, but needless to say, uh, they are not debt encumbered. Their debt weighting right now, a quick glance again, 9.6%. So they got lots of wiggle room. LinkedIn shares up 47% right now. Microsoft, little change, down about four-tenths of a percent. Drew Mattis with us uh, with UBS, an economist, not usually 
pontificating about big and historic mergers such as LinkedIn being taken up by Microsoft. But within a general uh, brush, Drew, it's about capturing growth because it ain't out there in nominal GDP. You have an optimistic view, you and Maury Harris. Do we get back to an okay nominal G- GDP where the pressure's a bit off M&A? Well, I think you do get back to a better nominal GDP. I mean, this year is going to be probably a somewhat soft year because inflation hasn't started to build up yet and uh, real growth is somewhat tepid. Uh, next year, though, uh, real growth uh, kind of hangs in and, now, and uh, inflation begins to pick up. And it's part of the reason why, even though our, our real numbers uh, move up very modestly, we still have the Fed continuing a rate hike cycle in, into 2017 uh, because the, the nominal numbers start looking so much better because the inflation uh, figures are moving higher. Do we see um, companies start to be able to make more money at the top line? Is it, do, do sales improve enough, do you think, coming up over the coming year? I saw a note this morning from somebody that said, yes, that could happen, but at the same time, what you're seeing now is companies are going to have to pay up for labor, so um, nobody really gains. Well, if companies are paying up for labor, that's fine as long as they're getting some productivity out of it. And, and you know, if you ask me what the number one question in the U.S. economy is, and, and which will tell you where markets are going and where everything is going to head, uh, if you told me what was going to happen to productivity, uh, I'd have a much more informed view of the world in terms of how everything else will play out. Uh, and, and unfortunately, you know, the productivity numbers are, are a completely open question, and, and no matter how you try to look at them, uh, you can pretty much come up with a model that gives you any answer you want. So that's really not helpful uh, from an economist standpoint. Um, and so, as I said, you know, that is the focus. If you need, if I needed just one number, that would be the number I would need. You got a, uh, a thought on uh, a week where we're going to see something like five central banks meet and nothing happen? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, I call that a normal day at the office for an economist. Um, it's a little joke there, Mike. Come on, work <laughs> with me here. You got uh, me you know, the, the, the problem with central banks, uh, and I think this is globally, is that they've all become so fixated on financial markets. Financial markets are res- supposed mm-hmm. to respond to in, uh, central banks, not the other way around. Uh, and when you have uh, you, the cart leading the horse instead of the other way around, uh, you typically can't steer very well. And I, I think that's the danger the Fed's moving into, um, where every time the equity market has, has a hiccup, the Fed pulls back. Uh, every time there's a single data point that doesn't go their way, they pull back. Right. You cannot be data point dependent. You can right. be data dependent. Drew Mattis, UBS, uh, with us. Again, LinkedIn to be taken out by Microsoft for a big premium. I believe, Mike, you said $196 uh, per share. First thing I did is look for the, uh, the Twitter effect. Twitter, 1475 up a dollar. This hour of surveillance brought to you by Palisades Audi. Visit palisadesaudi.com. Here's Michael Barr with news headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. There's condemnation around the world following the nightclub attack in Florida by a man police say called 911 and declared his support for an Islamic State group leader. In Orlando, crews removed the bodies overnight from the Pulse nightclub. Police say Omar Mateen killed 49 people and wounded 53 others before he died in a gun battle with police. Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer says the city has come together in the face of tragedy. 
Yesterday was the most horrific day in the history of the city of Orlando, and yet I stand here prouder today of our community than ever. Mateen was previously interviewed by the FBI twice, but he was released. Bernie Sanders is scheduled to meet with his rival and presumptive Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton. Sanders will meet tomorrow night after the party's final primary election in the District of Columbia. Opening statements are set to start today in a trial involving allegations by the U.S. government that FedEx knowingly delivered illegal prescription drugs from pill mills to dealers and addicts. FedEx says it only shipped what it believed were legal drugs from licensed pharmacies. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? And Michael, Thank thanks you, Michael. so much. Greatly appreciate that. Time now for the Land Rover Parsippany Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with Rob Bushka. Rob. Good morning, Mike. Tom, Yankees had an impressive winning streak snapped as they dropped the final two of a three-game set at the stadium to Detroit over the weekend, including a 4-1 setback yesterday. Promising start for Michael Pineda. He gave up two runs in six innings despite taking the loss, according to Joe Girardi. I thought he threw a good game. Um, You know, it's the third one, four out of five. He's thrown well, so, I mean, I think he's... Um, he's getting on a roll, and uh, I, I liked what he did today. It's unfortunate we didn't score him any runs, um, but I thought he pitched well. Yankees are five and a half out, and they're back below 500 as they travel to Colorado. Mets lost five to three to the Brewers. To make matters worse, their skipper Terry Collins was feeling ill just a half hour before the game, taken to the hospital where he stayed overnight in Milwaukee. The Mets they host Pittsburgh on Tuesday. The hockey season officially over. The Penguins beat the Sharks 3-1 to in Game 6 at the Shark Tank. Penguins, Chris Letang on the importance to the Steel City. It means a lot. Uh, the first time around, I was young. I uh, didn't know what to expect, but now I know how hard it is to win it and how special it is. And especially this year, everybody counts out, so it feels even better. It's the fourth title for the Penguins. All have come on the road. Tonight, NBA season could be over. Game 5, Cavs and Warriors, 9 o'clock tip-off. Golden State is up 3-1. to Here's the key, though. They'll be without Draymond Green, suspended for the flagrant foul when he punched LeBron James. You realize, though, if they win, he's not there to not only watch it in the building, he's not allowed inside for the postgame celebration as well. And former Jets punter Curly Johnson, a part of Super Bowl three title team, has passed away at the age of 80. That's your NBC Bloomberg Sports Update. Michael and Tom. Thanks so much. Greatly appreciate that. LinkedIn up, what, Mike, 48%, 45%? 48%. Interestingly, <clears throat> yeah. uh, Yelp is up. Three point four percent, and Twitter, Twitter, almost a little over six percent. Yeah, on uh, the news. Yeah, Twitter uh, with a media elevation as well. I did the center tendency of LinkedIn uh, back two and a half years, and that center tendency is about two hundred twenty-four. Microsoft by LinkedIn at one ninety-six. This is Bloomberg surveillance. The Sports Report was brought to you by Land Rover Parsippany. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverParsippany.com or call 1-800-FIND-4WD. Land Rover, above and beyond. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And Bloomberg Surveillance being brought to you by CGMA, Chartered Global Management Account. 
The CGMA designation and program deliver critical skills your finance team needs to succeed. Learn more at cgma.org slash radio. With this Bloomberg Business Flash this morning, I'm John Tucker. Among the most actively traded uh, in the pre-market this morning, shares of LinkedIn Corporation right now up 48% at 194.50. After word that Microsoft is buying LinkedIn, this is a transaction valued at about $26.2 billion. That works out to about $196 a share for LinkedIn Corporation. The U.S. index of futures dropping as investors shun risk across the world. We have global equities down across the world. A caution permeating financial markets. This ahead of political and central bank advance. Uh, we have a number of central banks, but not a lot of ex- uh, movement expected uh, this week uh, across the world with the central banks. And, of course, uh, coming up uh, later in June, the Brexit vote. And as a result of that, we see risk off of the markets. S&P futures right now down six points. The Dow futures down 68. Nasdaq futures 23 points lower. British pounds sterling 141.76, a decline of about uh, six-tenths of a percent, uh, continuing to decline from Friday. The euro 112.58. The yen, one of the haven assets, 106.02, some strengthening there. That's up nine-tenths of a percent. We check the markets for you every 15 minutes during the trading day right here on Bloomberg Radio. And Back to Michael and Tom. Thank you very much, John Tucker. The news of the morning. Microsoft going to buy LinkedIn. The deal valued at $26.2 billion. Microsoft is going to finance the deal by selling new debt. Drew Mattis is with us. He is with uh, UBS, senior U.S. economist. The Fed is meeting on Wednesday. But uh, I kind of want to put the two thoughts together, Drew, and ask if the markets are if this is a sign that the markets are very distorted, that uh, you know money is just free, so why not go out and buy something? I don't want you to comment on whether buying LinkedIn is a good deal for Microsoft, but just in general, uh, it, it seems like uh, companies can use debt whether or not it's a good idea. Well, I mean, low rates have a lo- have a lot of interesting effects on on people's perceptions. I mean, the other, uh, the flip side of it is is low rates and the perception of low rates going forward uh, would mean that companies never have to make a decision. All right, you can always make the decision next week or next month because the cost of waiting for more information is zero. Uh, so it can it can cut both ways, and I think that's one of the things the Fed maybe missed when it took rates to zero was that. Lowering rates doesn't always have to be, uh, or it doesn't always result in the positive kind of outcomes that the Fed would hope that they would. How much do you think uh, the the extraordinary policy that we're in now continues to distort markets and pricing? I, I mean, I think I think it makes a significant difference. Uh, you know, I, I think it it corrupts. Um, Consumer behavior, I think what you see is that a lot more consider, there's a lot, much higher savings rate than there should be. Uh, the logical reason for that is because a lot of the workforce is approaching retirement age and looking out into a low rate environment in perpetuity. Uh, and that means that whatever they thought, if they thought they had enough money saved for retirement, they were wrong. And now they're trying to play catch up in the last few working years of their life. Drew Mattis from UBS, thanks for being with us today. Tom, Microsoft had been halted on the news. It has just now started trading again in pre-market. It's down by 5%. Yeah. There I am. i got to hit the red button. I'm, I'm, I'm moving the Bloomberg around, folks. Tom that's is going do. to merge and, and acquire a red button. Well, that, that's what we do with um, – I'm, I'm 
equity. <laughs> there we go. Now yeah. I've got it. Joining us, Shannon Cross of Cross Research, who is aware that LinkedIn has a revenue of three and a half, let's be charitable, a run rate of $4 billion, and they will be acquired by an almost $100 billion monster. Uh, uh, Shannon, I'm going to say it's LinkedIn is 5% of revenue without nearly the EBITDA margin. Microsoft's EBITDA margin is to be conservative 34%. LinkedIn's is a third of that run rate right now, and it's been lousy 10%. Maybe they get back a little bit. What's the why here from someone like you that's followed this pre-Balmer, pre-Gates? Well, you know, I think from the standpoint of of Microsoft, it's an interesting asset they're acquiring from a social media perspective. Um, LinkedIn has Lynda.com, which has a training platform. You know, right. I, I find it kind of interesting that they just basically finished shutting down Nokia, which is kind of old old Microsoft, yeah. and, and now they're, you know, buying a cloud platform. You know, and this moves them much closer to their, you know, $20 billion cloud revenue goal. Right. In fact, I would argue that they need to take that up now. The little bit I've learned of Mr. Nadella is he likes to do things right. The first thing I saw when I saw the red sticky is if you're behind in social, not only do you need to acquire LinkedIn, business enterprise, resumes, Shannon Cross needs a new job, all that. But if you're going to screw around with LinkedIn, which is a drop in the bucket, you might as well pick up Twitter as well. Did that get into your strategic mix when you see this news? Um, you know, I I, I think, I, I don't know. I, I like the idea of, of LinkedIn because it's corporate focused, which tends to be, I think, yes. where a lot of, from a cloud perspective, Microsoft is. Um, I, I'm not on the Twitter bandwagon necessarily because I'm, I'm not sure how far it goes. But I do think there'll be a lot of consolidation. And, you know, I mean, we mm. saw, you know, Symantec buying Bluecoat this morning. I mean, there's there are a lot of deals that are going on. And I think to the point earlier, when you were talking to the economist, you know, free cash is, is free cash. I mean, it's not really free. We all know you need to pay it back someday. But, um, you know, Dell just placed $40 billion worth of bonds. Yeah. Mike, the, the cash from operations comparison is shocking. $31 billion Microsoft Less than a billion linked in. I mean, these are two completely different beasts. Well, it's obviously a, a you know smaller acquisition for Microsoft, but uh, it does uh, look like it will add to Microsoft's bottom line. I'm looking at free cash flow from LinkedIn, Shannon, and they have a pretty good track record of increasing it every quarter so far. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, it, what I've seen of LinkedIn, and again, I did not cover LinkedIn prior to Microsoft owning it. Um, you know, they, they've got a, a pretty solid track record. And, I, you know, I think Microsoft said it's going to be less than a percent dilutive to this year. You know, that's when you factor in the interest expense that will be there because they did say they're going to finance this with debt. Um, because, again, you know, a lot of Microsoft's cash is offshore. But, uh, you know, it's a, it, it's definitely a, a pretty interesting move. I think over time, I don't know what it, how it's going to trade today, but I think over time this is going to be pretty well received. I, I, I'll, I'll go with that. And, and part of it is, is people looking at strategy. Uh, you know, we talk here about what the next quarter is going to be. I understand the bolt-on of enterprise and, as you mentioned, cloud and that. But I'm sorry, this has to put in play a good set of other companies. I mean, is that what you see as sort of the end of 2016 is the time for the latest generation of these ideas to be taken out by the big boys? 
again, if this if this deal is seen well by the street, because the multiple differential is substantial, right, in terms yeah. of where Microsoft's trading, I mean, EPS, EBITDA, any of those versus what they're paying for LinkedIn. If this is well received, and again, Microsoft's kind of a unique asset because they have a lot of cash, but so do a lot of other large tech companies. Yeah. Um, I think you could see more. I mean, you know, we met with Meg Whitman last week, and one of her comments was the absolute amount we pay is not necessarily as important as the multiple. So HP Enterprise is still very focused right. on multiple. Uh, clearly, Microsoft was willing to pay up with what they think that they can ultimately right. leverage this asset. You didn't wear a Hillary button, right? That was a joke, folks. Um, Mike McKee, this is a, a, a way you measure um, uh, cash flows and fold them into value. Enterprise value to EBITDA, which is a CFA-like ratio, is a 16 for Microsoft. It's a 54 for LinkedIn. That's the premium pricing or lack of EBITDA generation of LinkedIn. It, what is that? A 100% to, it's like 300% premium to Microsoft. You have to think about it in terms of what the asset can do for, or what Microsoft can do for the asset. Yeah, and like Nokia, right? That worked, oh, come on, Shannon, Nokia, that worked out. <laughs> well, but you look at, uh, but Nokia is, Nokia is a hardware company with, with phones that didn't work. I mean, you know, that was sort of old generation. I mean, you're, you're buying, you know, the future. So again, I think it's something that's going to have to be worked through. But the question is, how much is Microsoft going to be able to leverage its cloud properties and its reach into enterprise? You know, and and take the LinkedIn assets somewhere they couldn't have gone on their own. Well, that's my last question with uh, with a, just a, a minute left here. Um, to be fair, Nokia was Steve Ballmer, Satya Nadella. He's right. now bought micro, uh, uh, Minecraft, uh, and he's buying LinkedIn. Uh, what kind of company does he want to run? Well, I think you know he's he's trying to run the next generation company, and you know. Minecraft had all sorts of sort of ideas and reach into the, the children, the next generation and consumer, you know, and I think LinkedIn is a, is a unique asset in, you know, in that it, it's touch with enterprise is so strong. Um, you know, everybody has a LinkedIn profile at this point. Um, and a lot of people, I mean, I don't use it personally from a social media perspective, but when I go on it, it's crazy how many people that I, I do interact with actually post stuff. That is a fair statement. Shannon Cross, thank you so much. I should uh, mention, folks, as a disclaimer, that I've been known to be a LinkedIn influencer from time to time. That and $2.98, Mike, will get me a small Starbucks this morning. We say good morning to Dan Roth over at LinkedIn, who's helped me. You can be a Microsoft influencer. I'm a Microsoft influencer. Well, there it is. Microsoft to buy LinkedIn. A number of people suggesting this mating could occur. Thank you, Shannon Cross. Bloomberg Surveillance, stay with us.